Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, we'll be catching up with Course Recruitment Officer with Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Services, Tara McGuire. My first guest this week is hearing aid audiologist and owner of Donegal Hearing Clinic, Sabrina Robb. Sabrina is a graduate of Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh and a member of the Irish Society of Hearing Audiologists. Having worked in hearing healthcare for 12 years, Sabrina decided to set up her own practice five months ago. You're very welcome to Business Matters, Sabrina. Thank you, Kieran. Sabrina, you are a graduate of Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh and a member of the Irish Society of Hearing Audiologists. What attracted you to get into the whole area of hearing? Um, well, I suppose, um, like most people, that you know, I have a few family members who have hearing loss and... Um, I suppose I've seen firsthand the difference that the likes of hearing aids and hearing care can make to their life. So, you know, and as I say, I think most people will have somebody that they can think of in their in their life that that has problems with hearing. You're 12 years uh, qualified. Big changes in that time, Sabrina? Since I started working in hearing healthcare, yeah, there's been a lot of changes. Um, I suppose the technology has come on a lot um, in 12 years, um, you know, and even things now like apps on the phones and different things like that can make can make things a lot easier for people because they have a bit more control um, over their own hearing aids, so they don't have as much of a need, I suppose, to be coming into clinics for adjustments and stuff as often because they can control that themselves. And how long are you established here in Edukini? I know you have a clinic in Moncrana as well. Yeah, so um, Donegal Hearing Clinic is... We're, we're kind of new. We, we only opened up there in January, 31st of January this year. Um, so, and, uh, Bunkrana then just at the beginning of February opened up Bunkrana. Um, so Bunkrana is, um, like an out clinic, I suppose. Um, I have a little, uh, room that I, that I take down in Bunkrana in with, um, Yvonne McLaughlin. She's a kinesiologist. Um, and I go down there on a Friday. Um, and do that out clinic and then the rest of my week is spent here in Letterkenny. A big step to go solo. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, it was a big, big step. It was something that I wanted to do for a while, um, I suppose, and it was just getting the courage to do it and getting the timing right um, as well because it's it's hard to walk away from like full-time sort of permanent employment when you have a family and a mortgage and all that. So it was it was getting everything in place and, and making sure the timing was right and, and now you just felt like the, the time to do it. Uh, what's the difference between being an employee, spinning out to being your own boss, basically? Well, I suppose one of the biggest things for me was being able to do things your own way. Um, and I suppose what I mean by that is, like, I can decide now how long I take for each appointment. I can decide, you know, what way the aftercare is going to work and things like that. And I very much like to base my aftercare. It's person-centered. So it's based on each person's individual needs. So it's not a case of, right, you're going to have, you know, this many tests in today and you're going to have this many of fittings or services or wax removals or whatever the thing is. I can decide that myself and if I feel like, you know, when I'm talking to someone, they're making their appointments, that I know they're going to need, you know, two hours for a test, I can make that decision and give them that time. So it's very much based on an individual person and not just the set stringent rules, I suppose. You mentioned uh, the importance of timing for setting up your own business. What other factors did you have to consider before you made the move? 
Well, a big thing, I suppose, that, that held things up a little bit was COVID. <laughs> um, COVID was definitely, it held things up probably by a good year anyway. Had you definite plans to set up before COVID struck? I had plans, I suppose. I had started putting things in place, yeah, absolutely. I had been speaking to um, some of the manufacturers and some of the equipment suppliers and different things like that, and I had things in place. And then um, it was one of those ones where I suppose you were trying, you were kind of trying to pick a time not knowing what was going to happen with COVID and feeling like, right, you know, this will be the right time. But then we went on to a second wave and then this will be the right time and we went on to a third wave. And so um, I suppose it just got to the point where I just had to make that jump because we, we didn't know where we were going with COVID. And thankfully, the timing actually worked out quite well and COVID seemed to settle down just around the time I opened. And why did you decide to open up clinics in Letterkenny and Bunkrana? Well... I suppose I've worked in Letterkenny um, in, in a couple of different clinics for the last sort of 12 years, over 12 years now, um, and I know a lot of the people around the town and, you know, and I, I know the town well, so that's why I, I wanted to definitely have a base here in Letterkenny. And the reason that I decided to open the clinic down in Anishon is because there's very little... Um, for people down in Anishow and I feel like not just with hearing but f- with a lot of sort of clinics and different things like that everything's in Letterkenny yeah everybody has to travel to Letterkenny all the time so I suppose it's easier for me to go to Bunkrana and provide that service for the people in Anishow that one day a week or two days a week if need be you know in the future rather than them having to travel up here maybe 40, 50 minute drive up and the same back down again you know where I'm there they can come to me there So we mentioned the fact that you set up in Bunkrana how difficult was it to, to get a premises that uh, was going to suit your needs here in Erikini? Um It was difficult enough, um, to be honest with you, Kieran. I looked at a good few premises um, and I was able to get, I suppose, a premises easy enough on the main street. But one of the big problems that I had, I suppose, was, was making sure there was parking. Um, because, you know, we'd have, not, not all, but you would have some older people as well coming to the clinic who, you know, maybe their mobility isn't great and things like that. So we need to make sure that there's parking at the door, that there's not steps, that there's, you know, that, that, that it's easily sort of accessible for people. And I think that was a challenge finding that. Um, and I suppose it's just like everything kind of happens for a reason. But this unit, I had my eye on this area for a while, but there were no units. And one Saturday morning, driving down the Pierce Road, seeing this unit was empty, got straight on to the landlord and, and got the premises. So it just the timing just worked out. And yeah. are you happy with the way things are going so far? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're busy enough. We could always be busier, but we're busy enough. And, you know, once we get things more established and, and built up, you know, I would hope then to maybe take on someone else then just to help with sort of reception and, and that kind of thing. But at the minute, um, I can manage everything myself. Sabrina, can you talk to me about some of the services you provide here at the clinic? Um, so we do, um, hearing tests, um, which is audiology. So which, you know, you're kind of, um, you do like a case history. Uh, do an actual hearing test and then talk through the results with people. Um, I do uh, microsuction wax removal. So um, that that's actually, I suppose, a very common problem that people have where you'll get people coming in thinking they have a hearing loss and in fact they just have wax that needs to be removed. Um, so I would do that and be quite busy with that actually um, because a lot of the GPs um, have stopped doing it or just don't have time to do it um, so you would get GPs referring people in as well just to have that that service done um, then obviously there's hearing aids for anybody that does have a hearing loss and is in a need for hearing aids um, there'd be hearing aid fittings um, we do workplace tests which I suppose is 
It's basically the same as, as a normal hearing test, but I mean, it's, it's a bit quicker, I suppose. The per- you know, nine times out of ten, the people just need this for their work. They don't have a hearing loss. And then there's a report needs to be sent um, off to their employers. Um, then we do hearing aid repairs as well. So um, I have accounts with all the manufacturers, so I can repair any hearing aid. It doesn't have to be one that's just from here. So, you know, if there's anything wrong with it at all, if it needs a part, if it needs to be sent away, you can bring them here and we can get that sorted for you. Um, then hearing protection for like shooting, for noise, for, you know, even for workplaces, you know, things like that. Um, so it's custom fit, molded to fit your ear. Um, so with that, and then there's tinnitus management, which, um, again, is a, is a big issue for a lot of people would suffer with tinnitus. Um, you know, and a lot of the time tinnitus is completely harmless. It's just, it's, it's quite annoying to live with. Um, but when we meet someone with tinnitus, we go over a sort of a questionnaire with them, go through a lot of questions, do hearing tests, do a few tests, make sure there's nothing sort of medically going on there. Um, and then we can refer up to ENT if we feel that it's something that needs to be investigated further. What are the main factors that affect hearing loss, Sabrina? Um, I suppose noise is a big one. Um, you know, um, I think people don't realise just noise. One of the questions I would ask people when they come in, like, is are they ever exposed to noise? And I would say nine out of ten people say no. But most people have noise in their lives because even things like if you're, you know, an avid gardener and you're cutting grass and cutting hedges and doing things like that, that's noise. And a lot of people don't put on earmuffs when they're doing things like that. Um, the likes of like hairdressers, hair dryers on all day, that's again going to damage the hearing. Chefs with like extractor fans or even people that love to cook at home, you know, all these things are noise and they will damage the hearing. Um, so I suppose noise definitely is a big, big one. And then obviously your obvious noise then, like construction work, s- stuff like that. Um, then obviously there's the, the wax as another, another issue that, that can affect the hearing. And then there are some medical issues then that can affect the hearing then, but they wouldn't be dealt with in clinic here. They would be things that I would refer up to the hospital TNT for then if it's anything that can't be sorted here. The hearing loss has a huge impact on the person and also has an impact on the family and the people close to them. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think, you know, uh, people don't realise that sometimes, but really when someone in the house has a hearing loss, it does affect everyone that lives there. Um, just simple things like, I suppose, the TV being up maybe really, really loud and it's too loud for everyone else to listen to, um, you know, and... You know, when people maybe are speaking and they're constantly being asked to repeat themselves and as much as it's very frustrating for the person with the hearing loss who is not hearing the person, when that's all day, every day, it's frustrating for the other person too to be constantly repeating or raising their voice and things like that. So definitely I would notice in clinic when we have people coming in, maybe in, you know, it's a husband or wife together or, a, you know, a, a son or daughter along with a parent, it does definitely affect everyone. And I suppose then when the person gets that help that they need, when they come back for their follow-up appointments and things like that, everyone is, is relieved. The TV has gone down and, you know, conversations are being heard and, and, and things like that. So it's a huge change for the better. Definitely. Sabrina, if there's someone listening to this programme now and have concerns about their hearing, what is your advice to them? Go and get it checked. Um, you know, it can can be something really simple a lot of the times. And also, you know, if there's a hearing loss there, I feel like sometimes people have this fear if they come into a clinic that they're going to get hearing aids and they don't want them and that's that. That is not always the case. So come and get it checked. Find out what it is. If it is a permanent hearing loss and, you know, the the option is hearing aids, you don't have to get them unless you want to get them. So just go and get it checked. If you have any worries or any concerns, go and get it checked and then at least you'll have more information to work with then.
You must get a good sense of satisfaction of seeing positive results from the work that, that you do with, with your clients. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and honestly, it's, it's one of those things where when people come in for their follow up appointment and they are, you know, they're, they're telling you that things have improved, that their life has improved, that, you know, they wish they'd done it sooner, you know, all these kind of things, you do get a great sense of satisfaction and you do be genuinely delighted for them, you know, uh, you really, really do, and their friends and family. Sabrina, you're in business here since January. What's the best lesson you've learned uh, in that short time? Um, well, I suppose I've, I've had to learn to do a lot of things that, that I've never done before. Um, one of the big things, I suppose, is things like this, talking to you, Kieran, um, doing my ads for Highland Radio um, and doing sort of a lot of Facebook stuff and marketing and things like that. It's just it's not my expertise. It's not something that I would have been confident to do before. Um, and I always feel like when I was an employee, I just kind of put the hands up and went, no, can't do that where... I have to know. <laughs> if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Would you be reserved and shy by nature, Sabrina? I would be. Like, you know, I always say I could talk to people all day long, but, you know, put a microphone in front of me. <laughs> Was the problem putting yourself out there? Was that a problem for you? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. You know, but it's something that I'm, I'm learning to do. And I think the more I do these things, hopefully, the easier it'll get. Tell me, Sabrina, is there a person in business that you admire most? I suppose there's there's a lot of people, I suppose, a lot of great business people around the town here. Um, there definitely is, um, you know, thinking on, I suppose, big business, I suppose, um, the Kiernan Group, like Anthony Kiernan, like he's built up an amazing empire there through hard work um, and dedication there, um, you know, and then there, there's lots of smaller businesses, the same as myself, that are maybe, you know, a one-man band doing doing everything themselves. Serena, you're also a member uh, of the Lidlickin Chamber of Commerce. How have you found that experience and, and hooking up with the businesses there? Um, it's been great, actually. Um, the Chamber's been really, really helpful. Um, you know, anything that I've asked um, Tony um, for help with, it's nothing has been an issue. Um, you know, and it's great to be able to meet the other members and get, like... Every time I meet somebody from the chamber, they nearly give you some piece of advice or something that they've learned along the way, even things like maybe software packages for accounts or different small wee things that, that they've picked up and learned and that everybody's very willing to kind of share and pass on. And, you know, everybody kind of wants everybody to succeed. And they all, you know, everyone in the chamber that I've met so far has been has been lovely and very helpful. If you had followed your childhood dream job, Sabrina, what would you be doing now? Well, that's easy. I don't even have to think about it. I'd be a vet. <laughs> I always wanted to be a vet. Um, love animals. And that that was always what I wanted to be. So <laughs> it just never happened. <laughs> have you animals at home? I do. I do. We have a rabbit and a dog. <laughs> and tell me, what advice uh, would you give your 21-year-old self? Oh, um, I suppose just have more confidence in yourself to do the things that you want to do. Um, you know... Even with the likes of opening up this clinic, I suppose one of the reasons that it took me so long to do it as well was just having that confidence and believing in yourself that, that you can do these things. You know, you always look at other people doing it and thinking, oh, I couldn't do that. But if you just take that jump, you can. Do you regret not taking that step earlier or as now the right time? Um... I suppose, like, yes and no. Um, you know, if you look at it, if I had it on it sooner, obviously things would be more established now. But at the same time, I suppose no, in the sense that I've had 12 years experience in the hearing care industry with different businesses. And you're always going to learn things from them that have brought me to the point now where I feel I have enough knowledge and experience 
to to do this that I mightn't have had, you know, maybe five, six years ago. And finally, Sabrina, what does the future hold for yourself and your business? Um, well, obviously, I want to, to grow the business, um, definitely. You know, I suppose in a, in a kind of a where do I see myself this time next year I would really hope to have um, a member of staff on board um, to help you know with reception and, and admin stuff like that and then going forward then you know again depending on the growth of the business I would love to maybe have um, like a hair care assistant who can do service work you know uh, wax removals different things like that which frees me up then more to concentrate then on like audiology hearing tests and, and things like that Sabrina Robb, hearing aid audiologist and owner of Donegal Hearing Clinic. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you very much for having me, Kieran. Join us after the break when we'll be talking to Donegal ETB's Tara McGuire. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D, business at L-Y-I-T dot I-E, or call 9186206. You're welcome back. My second guest this week is Tara McGuire, Course Recruitment Officer with Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Services. Tara began by acknowledging that these are busy times for herself and Donegal ETB, which is the largest education and training provider in the county. Erin, I suppose just to give you a flavour, in 21 we've provided um, education training options to almost 7,000 students across the county. Um, pre-pandemic that would have been up around 12,500 students, so naturally you know, there was a, a small decrease there in the numbers, um, but they're certainly picking up again. And we provide education training opportunities for school leavers, second chance education, long-term unemployed individuals, career changers and those wanting to upskill or reskill for business. So we provide those training opportunities as well for SMEs all across the county, as well as international companies here in Donegal. And Donegal ETB's service consists of around 18 dedicated FET centres. That's correct. Um, yeah, and in addition to that, I suppose we have the ability to deliver education and training and outreach locations as well, Kieran. So that would include things like basic education, community education and contractor training provision. And that just gives us a lot of flexibility um, to bring the training into the communities, which is fantastic. We also have a dedicated enterprise engagement and a programme development division here within Donegal ETB. Um, and that division would be responsible for working closely with industry. Um, and that's why we're in such a good position to be able to respond to the needs of the county so we work with industry to develop our programs and most of those programs will be free of charge Tara is that correct that's right yeah 99 probably percent of the courses Kieran are free of charge there's a very small minority of courses that would have very minimal costs associated with them and in lots of cases people may actually be eligible for fee waivers um, or programs can be very heavily subsidized as well so it's great opportunities there for people Tara have you any idea roughly how many courses are available through the service at the moment yeah certainly at the moment Kieran we have about 120 courses is available both full-time and part-time and that number is continuously growing and we're still working on our 23 course calendar at the moment so that will increase in the next couple of weeks. Can you talk to me a wee bit about the business studies and administration courses Tara? Yes certainly so we have a number of different um, provisions that offer business administration courses that will be very popular Um, so to give you an example our post 
and certificate courses are one year full time intense programs Kieran, and they're delivered in a number of locations so for example in Finn Valley College over in Stranoller also in Errigal College in Letterkenny and we also have our FET Centre in Ballyshannon which offers um, a number of different opportunities as well in that area um, in addition to that through the training services provision we would offer um, business admin courses as well both full and part time um, so those courses as well, majority of them will be QQI level five major awards and they offer a variety of modules, Kieran, such as business administration, things like communications, manual hand, or sorry, manual and computerized accounts, for example. Um, and candidates there that participate in those courses are typically employment ready within the year, which is fantastic as well. Um, through the PLC provision, for example, as well, candidates, if they choose to progress to higher education, they can do so through the higher education link scheme um, or they can go back as mature students as well. So, you know, you can go directly into employment if that's what you choose or if you want to continue in higher education, you have that opportunity as well. And I suppose the interesting thing for us, Kieran, is that the latest data shows at the moment that up to 75% of students with a PLC course um, progress to higher education, complete their degree in, in um, opposed, I suppose, to those going in with 50% of students who enter directly into higher education with 300 CEO points or more. So, you know, that that's actually something, I suppose, to really um, focus on because typically students coming through PLC routes are better prepared than going into third level because they have experience with academic writing for example um, and research study skills and all of that so there's fantastic opportunities there within those provisions. And can you give us some detail about the business administration traineeship Tara? Yeah certainly so that's quite a new programme Karen. I suppose it was developed and actually the first instance of it ran last year um, and it is a diploma in business and professional administration I suppose that course is equivalent to a level 6 qualification on the framework and that will focus on key skills around um, project management for example resource management business ethics so it's quite a lot in that course and um, the beauty I suppose of the traineeship is that it is developed in conjunction with industry so we can ensure that we're delivering up-to-date skills you know that really meet the needs of businesses in our communities and beyond and um, they combine work-based learning actually as well within the traineeship so 30% of that course um, must be conducted Kieran in a live environment via a work placement which is really beneficial as well. And business skills are key they're really key I suppose it doesn't matter what career path anybody wants to take these days you absolutely have to have key skills in business as well as digital skills you know so it doesn't matter what path you follow Karen you have to be up to the mark in those areas you know the world of business is constantly changing and we as educators Karen have to keep up to date with those changes to make sure that we're meeting the needs of the industry Tara is the development of a number of new traineeships aimed at meeting the changes that you've outlined there they really are, Kieran, I suppose, and it's making sure that we're offering qualifications that actually future-proof careers for people, you know, whether you're a career changer, a school leaver, you know, just completing your leaving cert this June, for example, um, or maybe you're changing your career entirely. So it's about future-proofing your career and making sure that, you know, you can operate in a global, um, I suppose, industry now. And um, to give an example, like one of the new qualifications that we've developed is a software technologist traineeship. This qualification was um, developed in conjunction with KN Cersei. And the focus on that particular course is to equip students with key skills in a number of coding and program languages, things like Python, Java, HTML, text, for example, and C Sharp. 
And basically those programmes, again, the work placement is a really critical element and it allows the students suppose, the opportunity to learn the skills and actually develop them further through that work placement. And KN Cersei in this case are offering 12 weeks of work experience, which is a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, their skills are in high demand. They're very easily transferred. You know, you can work locally, nationally, regionally, internationally um, with, with that kind of a qualification. Um, and basically, I suppose, what does a software technologist do? Well, they write code and computer programs systems and then they also write the software that runs within those systems so there's amazing opportunities in the sector and that's an area that's continuing to grow at rapid pace Kieran. In relation to the data science program you had an open evening here recently at the centre? We did yeah and again it's another new program it's the first of its kind um, for Donegal ETB and I suppose again we would just see that there's a lot of opportunity Um, you know the data science qualification it's designed to provide students with skills around data analytics programming and project management as well and the course there will focus on skills and process required basically to interpret large amounts of data Kieran so every business in today's working environment has to be able to interpret data and it's important that they're extracting the right data so to give you an example you know if you had a retail business for example and maybe you're operating online um, you know you need to be able to analyse the information like for example how long a person is on your website for how many clicks it's taken them to get to wherever it is that they want to go um, you know what items are they looking at um, um, as well as that, have they moved it into the um, basket, for example, and have they actually followed through and make the purchase? So it's really important. Again, most businesses are looking at data and you have to be able to analyse it um, to be able to drive your business on. Um, really so there's excellent opportunities as well I suppose in different industries such as sales and marketing the health sector financial services IT again just about every type of business that exists is really there's a big emphasis on data now it's the most valuable commodity in the world today um, Kieran. so it's important you know that we have people can interpret that information and do something with it to drive businesses forward Tara International Trade and Business Administration is another new course that Donegal ETBs for their education and training service is delivering can you tell our listeners a wee bit more about that Yes, certainly, Kieran. So I suppose international trade and business um, is another new area for Donegal ETB. And we really see, I suppose, you know, we are working and operating in a global environment and um, Brexit and, you know, all that's happening in the world really means that we have to keep abreast of those changes that are happening. So the aim of this course is to provide students with an understanding of business operations on the international stage, basically. And the course there will focus on importances such as the value of import and export strategies, understanding of legislation in a global economy, understanding the supply chain operations and so on. Um, And most businesses, no matter how big or small they are, um, you know, you are operating in a global environment today and trade agreements are hugely important. The legislation and regulation around those trade agreements are critical and they're constantly changing here and I suppose so again it's really important that um, we're delivering in those areas and we're giving people the opportunity to keep abreast of those changes um, so that they can operate. Sorry, Tara, Donegal ETB I know is in the final stages of developing the public works operation and maintenance traineeship and is working closely with Donegal County Council on this initiative. That's right, Kieran. yeah, it's another course. Um, again, brand new this September. We're very excited about it. Um, the aim of this traineeship is to provide work-ready operatives for positions in construction or local authorities, basically. And the course offers a range of qualifications and industry certifications. So the beauty there is you're not coming out with just one qualification. You have multiple um, qualifications and 
and very important and valuable tickets as well, Kieran. And that program, I suppose, will cover areas to ensure that you're in a position to go out and secure work, like in parks and open spaces, for example, piers and harbours, working with the water services, for example, or the roads in terms of paving or general construction um, as well. So, you know, that's another area, I suppose, there's always a requirement there for that type of work. Um, and we see great opportunity with it. And the beauty here about this one is, as well, Donegal County Council are really behind this programme and they're actually offering 10 weeks of guaranteed work placement within this traineeship as well. So again, we expect it to be a really popular course and we're looking forward to getting that one up and going. Tara, Donegal ETB's further education and training service seems to be well placed to engage with business and develop courses and programmes that meet the needs of our communities, uh, given given all you've outlined there. Absolutely, Karen. Yes, uh, um, as I said earlier, I suppose it's really important that we're offering programmes and courses with qualifications that allow our students, I suppose, to secure work or progress into higher education if that's what they choose to do, but to ensure that we're future-proof in their careers and that they can work locally, regionally, nationally or internationally if that's what they want. Um, and at the same time that we're helping out the business community as well to continue to operate in this constant change and environment. Has the pandemic allowed a space for Donegal ETB and businesses maybe to get closer and, and work more regularly together? I think it has, yeah. And I think, I suppose, you know, people are probably fed up with it now at this stage, but things like Zoom and all of these different platforms, um, you know, whether you, whether you had those IT skills or not before the pandemic, you certainly developed those during the pandemic, um, Kieran. And it has allowed, I suppose it's given businesses in some cases, I suppose, time to slow down as well and engage with um, education providers like ourselves to develop those programmes. But I suppose we've always had a very long working history here in Donegal with the business communities. It's something we're very passionate about um, and we want to make sure um, that our students are going out, you know, that we're creating real employment opportunities for them and that they're able to take those qualifications no matter what path they decide once they finish with Donegal ETB. And I suppose it's important to point out as well that you know, gone are the days that you do a, a course and that's it and you work in a job for 20 or 30 years forever ever men you know industry is changing all of the time people's career paths are changing all of the time and we have to future proof them and you're going to be continuously learning so lifelong learning is hugely important and uh, we take great pride that we're here and able to deliver to the communities of Donegal. Tara what's your advice to someone who is considering taking on a course with Donegal ETB? I would, I would suppose the first thing I would say, Kieran, is that there's lots of really great opportunities. There's lots of things happening for further education and training. There really is something for everyone. And whether you're learning digital skills for the first time, whether you're unemployed, um, maybe a student that's sitting the leaving cert this June, or perhaps you're returning to the workforce after a period of time, you know, maybe where you've been absent because you've been caring for somebody, for example, um, or you might just be taking your career in a whole new direction. We have something for everyone, so I really encourage people, I suppose, to pick up the phone, come and chat to us, call into one of our training centres. We have 18 of them across the county. Um, get familiar, I suppose, with our websites and our social media platforms. You know, we have great visibility on um, Facebook, for example, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. There's so many different ways that you can get in touch with us. And as I said, come and walk into one of the centres. We're always happy to help. Um, and we love engaging and speaking with people in the community. So that would be the main thing I would say to people. Tara McGuire, Course Recruitment Officer with Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Services. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thanks a million for having me, Kieran. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Sabrina Robb and Tara McGuire. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. 
The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. 